I believe that every human being longs to be seen, heard and know that their being matters. That they are worthy of love, that they are enough and that their love is enough. I believe that every soul wants to express love and receive love. And it is in this expression that makes us feel alive. Welcome to What Would Love Do, a podcast on exploring love, life and spirituality. Conversations on discovering what comes between our ego and our truer self. My name is Yumi Nguyen and I am your host. This is episode 6, Why Vulnerability? So firstly, I want to apologize for not sharing a podcast episode for the last few weeks. I've been really crook and sick and just made a choice to um, get some rest uh, before proceeding on creating and sharing these conversations about what would love do. So thank you for your patience. And this topic about vulnerability, I've been pondering on it for the last few weeks because um Leading up to that, I was sharing a lot about vulnerability in the previous podcast and on Instagram, and a friend of mine said, you know, he just didn't buy into vulnerability. He just didn't understand it and why it's needed because vulnerability occurs as weakness. And so I've been sitting here in the last few weeks thinking, how can I articulate and create a different perception of vulnerability because I believe it is critical It is almost essential to be able to cultivate vulnerability within ourselves and in our relationships to be able to even access a dimension of connection and love that we all desire. Like without vulnerability, it's just not possible to create that kind of authentic and amazing connection with the people that we love. So... You know, I'm going to do my best to explore why vulnerability in this episode. So here's the thing, connection. Connection is something that we all want. We want it with our partners and we want the kind of connection that is really delicious and invigorating. And at the same time, we want the kind of connection where we can be free to be ourselves, our best self and our worst self and know that the other person that we're with still loves us unconditionally. We want to be liberated to to show all the parts of us so that we can really be seen, you know, without showing who we really are and sharing our thoughts, our fears and our concerns, we kind of hold back. And so we kind of feel that, you know, our partners or even in our friendships, that, that they don't know who we really are. But when we have the space to show up on who we really are and know that we are accepted and loved and free from judgment, that's when connection lives. The quality of our connection is directly correlated to how much we allow ourselves to be seen, how authentic we are when we show up, and even if we show up. So we feel most connected when we can be our authentic self and be unapologetic about our truth and who we are and what we're feeling and what we believe in. And we hate the experience of being judged. So when there's judgment, there's disconnection. 
So it's so important to be able to feel that we're sharing ourselves in a safe space, free from judgment, so that we can build upon that connection. And here's the thing, every person in the relationship, both yourself and the other person, wants this connection. We want to be able to show up and share all of ourselves. But how do we do this? So I'm going to start, I'm going to share more about that later. But, in, but we have to first acknowledge that in any relationship, both parties want to be, wants to know and feel seen, heard, and know that their presence and contribution in the relationship matters. That we are accepted in our entirety with our past and in spite of what we have done or what we have failed to do and definitely in spite of our thoughts, feelings and emotions. Every human being in any relationship want to know that they matter, want to know that they're contributing, want to know that they are loved for who they are. See, Brene Brown, <coughs> excuse me, the author of Daring Greatly, changed my perception on vulnerability. Her definition, which is based on years of research and understanding what the secret to living a wholehearted life, one where you feel worthy enough and have a deep experience of belonging connection is this. So she says in her words, I define vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. <coughs> With that definition in mind, let's think about love. Love is uncertain. It's incredibly risky. And loving someone leaves us emotionally exposed. Yes, it's scary. And yes, we're open to being hurt. But can you imagine your life without loving or being loved? Vulnerability is the core of all emotions and feelings and to feel is to be vulnerable. So she says, vulnerability is the willingness to say, I love you first. It is the willingness to do something where there are no guarantees. It is the willingness to invest in a relationship that may or may not work out. And it is living from your heart. So let's explore vulnerability as this is the access to connection. It is the access to feeling like you belong and to being a human being that lives from a wholehearted space. <clears throat> so where my friend and I um, you know, started discussing vulnerability in depth is because he has bought into, or his definition of vulnerability is this. It is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. So he says, so why would you choose to be vulnerable? Why would you choose to admit to your fear? Like that shows weakness and it doesn't do anything for you. So there is a, one camp of human beings that believe vulnerability is a weakness. And it is admitting to fear when fear also stands for false evidence appearing real. And vulnerability is exposing ourselves where it is not needed. They think that vulnerability is admitting that we are weak and then being limited by it. And vulnerability can be seen as something that's really disempowering. So in adopting Brené Brown's definition, I have an empowered view of vulnerability. For me, vulnerability is the willingness to feel, to understand our emotions. 
And when we can do this, we actually create the access to connection and belonging and to live from a wholehearted space. So before we delve more in, further into vulnerability, let's understand, I think it's really important to understand feelings and emotions because we run away from them. Feelings and emotions are generally interchanged. However, they are generated, it's so important to know that they are generated by different parts of the brain. And I believe that to understand vulnerability, you have to have a ground understanding on emotions and feelings. So emotions are felt by the body and emotions are created by the limbic system. So what this is, it's the fear, uh, the flight, the, I think the fight or flight part of our brain. So emotions can actually be illogical, irrational and unreasonable because the limbic system is separate. It's a separate part from the brain, from the neocortex. And the neocortex is the part of the brain that deals with conscious thought, reasoning and decision making. So emotions are generated from a different part of the brain that deals with conscious thought, reasoning and decision making. So here's what happens when you experience an emotion. When you experience a strong emotion, there are chemical changes that are happening in your body. So what happens is there are physiological shifts in your body. So great emotions, so when I say great, I mean like positive emotions, produce hormones of dopamine, serotonin, and, oxyto and oxytocin. So there's an actual physical change in your body when you feel any kind of emotion and great emotions kind of create these particular hormones of dopamine, serotonin and oxytocin. And, and oxytocin. Now not so great emotions produce adrenaline and cortisol which is the hormone of stress. Now emotions can be measured by your heart rate, blood flow and changes in your brain and emotions are something that comes before feelings. So now, I know this is a lot to take in, but just bear with me for a second. I'm going to explain feelings. Feelings are mental associations and reactions to our emotions. Feelings are a mental portrayal and perception or our own interpretation, meaning and story around the emotion. And feelings are subconscious. So you may have an emotion of fear and then you will feel worried or feel anxiety or feel despair and then you will take action from that. So I want you to imagine something. Imagine that you have never, like you know, you've had a string of broken relationships and so there's a pattern in you that is fearful of relationships. Maybe you have a fear of being cheated on. So here you are trying to, uh, you know, you've, maybe you've got this new relationship and it's all going well, yet the fear of being cheated on is a very strong emotion. And because your brain is wired in that way, you're constantly looking out for that because it's creating these chemical reactions. And so then you feel insecure and you feel untrusting. And then what happens is you may pick a fight over something or you may see things or say things that aren't even happening and create a circumstance that is disempowering and it's almost like you want to be right about this circumstance. And so you're taking actions and, be and uh, beliefs 
from those emotions and feelings. Yet this new partner that's in your life could be sharing with you and trying to tell you, but you're not hearing them, how much they adore you, how much they are in love with you and how much they want this to work, but you're not hearing that. And so therefore, there's a part of you that holds yourself back. Now, this can happen in any kind of relationship where you're starting out. It can happen in marriages, whether you've been together for one year, two years, five years, ten years. You know, so if you don't have a look at and be interested and bring some mindfulness and awareness to your emotions and feelings, you, you, you hold a bit of yourself back. So <clears throat> now... What, you know, why I wanted to share about emotions and feelings is that your feelings and emotions are the driving force behind your behaviors, your actions, and how you show up. So you have to know that emotions are related to the body. You actually have physical reactions to when you feel really strong emotions. And feelings are in the mind, and it's your mind making meaning or creating a narrative to make sense of what is going on. Now, if your feelings and emotions are the driving force behind your behaviors, your actions, and how you show up, potentially, our emotions can then hijack our brain. And the feeling brain is so strong that it dominates our behaviors. So thinking about something threatening can create an emotional response. So now we're going to bring it back to connection. So when it comes to connection, a sense of belonging to truly experience being seen, heard, and know that we matter, we are required to show up and share all of us. Like share all of us, share our thoughts, share our fears. For you can't truly feel a sense of connection and belonging unless you can share and show all of you. Connection happens when we allow ourselves to be seen, really seen. So let me go back to the example that I was sharing in regards to you know, let's say there is this human being who has a, had a pattern of always being cheated on and he or she is just waiting for that moment to, be, to happen and here they are in this brand new relationship and they're so scared that it's going to be another relationship that's going to fail and the emotion of fear and having it not work out and the feeling of potential disappointment, the feeling of anxiety is there. Vulnerability looks like this. It looks like being able to share with the person that they're in this new relationship with to share how scared they are and own their own feelings. To say, I really like you And I so want this to work and yet my past, please help me, you know, please be patient with me while I heal the wounds of my past. I know that you haven't even hurt me and that there's nothing happening in reality and yet these crazy concerns and fears of mine are running through my brain. And imagine sharing that and knowing that that other person still accepts you for who you are. Like you'd feel a stronger sense of connection to them. But to even be able to go there and share that, you have to be able to accept who you are first. To be able to be willing to come face to face 
with all the feelings and all the emotions that impact your experience of being whole. So to come face to face with both the emotions and feelings means that you are no longer hijacked and operating from unconscious space. You know, vulnerability requires us to understand both our emotions and our feelings. And I'm talking about the emotion, feelings and feelings that come from deep wounds. Secrets or circumstances that we fear if somebody found out, they will no longer love us. So, you know, in the experience that I was sharing, like, you know, as an example of the couple who, you know, a new couple where one person has a history of always being cheated on or experiencing infidelity, they're finding hard to open up themselves, like open themselves up to the possibility that there is another human being that will love them for who they are and with all of their past. And here they are thinking, you know, they're just waiting for something to go wrong. They're waiting for something to screw up. They're waiting for something to happen, to be right about that they cannot be loved and that this person is going to go away and uh, love someone else more or do something to hurt them. They first have to be able to face that emotion and feeling with some compassion and kindness. And that's the hard part. That's vulnerability in action. To be able to look at our own self and go, any feeling or emotion that I have that separates me from feeling whole and complete, I'm going to have a look at that. I'm going to confront that. I'm going to meet that with some kindness and compassion. I'm going to be willing to go there to heal myself. And that's challenging. That's really hard because we want to consistently run away from emotions and feelings that are uncomfortable. I don't know if I shared this quote before, but there's this beautiful explanation about from Osho um, that he says, to be willing to experience the heights of love, you need to allow yourself to be facing the depths of despair. You know, he used a different analogy, but that's how I interpret it. And so to allow yourself to even feel that deep connection, to feel that belonging, to feel that you know that you matter and be the kind of human being in your relationship that can create connection, um, understanding and empathy. You really have to look at the demons and the wounds and the things that hold you back from even feeling wholeness within yourself. You have to be willing to meet your despair, meet your anxiety, meet your disappointment and change that narrative. And that's why vulnerability is courage. And that's why vulnerability is needed because if you consistently only show the part of you that is, I guess, perfection, you know, you're hiding, you're still holding back. And so then, therefore, you can't actually feel the connection, the, 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 the connection in the way that you want that connection where it's really delicious to know that they love you no matter what. So in terms of let's have a look at what does vulnerability look like in action when it comes to a relationship where you've been together for a longer time. It is, like, it is this, it is sharing with your partner when you're going through a challenging moment, I miss you, I miss us. It is actually being able to stop in the moment where you have a differences of opinion and go, I hate that we are like this right now. 
and I'm hurting and I think that you're hurting too and we're both hurting. So how do we, how do we bring honour and reverence to our relationship? Are you willing to forgive me? And if someone, you know, if, if it's your partner that has done something to hurt you, you could say, you know, am I willing to forgive you? And where I need to bring forgiveness is through this. And here's how it made me feel. And being able to have the courage to own your own feelings about that and not take things personally. Vulnerability is sharing with your partner, hey, I'm struggling in our relationship. I'm struggling to feel that I matter. I'm struggling to create the headspace and the mind space to be able to create connection. I feel that we're disconnected. What can we do better? Vulnerability could also be sharing, I'm feeling ashamed and I'm feeling guilty because I can't do it all. I feel like I'm falling short. I feel like I'm falling behind. Vulnerability is sharing with your partner, I'm sad, I feel lonely and I feel unwanted. Now, the th- here's the hard part. If you consider yourself as someone really strong and you need to always have it together, this is going to shake you up because you're thinking, I will never go there because that just makes me sound weak. However, to go there means that you're courageous. Confronting and sharing the feelings and emotions that you're going through with your partner may occur as crazy. However, vulnerability and leaning into these feelings and emotions and not letting them hijack your actions is actually being bold. It's actually a demonstration of courage. It's you saying that these feelings and emotions don't run me and I'm not going to allow myself to be hijacked from them. I'm going to be willing to lean in. And when you're willing to lean in into these uncomfortable emotions and feelings and share with them, you're creating connection. You're creating a pathway to connection because it's a requirement that you are going to show up. You're going to show up with courage. So the other thing with vulnerability is that it is a two-way street. You know, I think to be able to hear your partner, like let's say, for example, you've got to also train your partner in how they hear you. A lot of partners, when they hear their partner, I guess, sharing, you know, a part of them that is sad or lonely or disappointment, the other person immediately thinks that I've got to fix this. What is it they'll have to do? Are they complaining about me? Are they judging me? Are they saying that I'm not doing enough? And then it becomes about the other person. See, and that's not, that, that's not, I guess, productive. So the thing with vulnerability is that both people have to be able to create the space for one another to show up with their own vulnerability free from judgment and be able just to be with it and sit with it and go, you know, I'm so sorry that you're feeling this way and I still love you. I want you to know that you're loved. I know that you feel like you're falling short and I love you. I want you to know that. I don't want you to feel that I need to fix you or anything. Now, why this is important is this. Because if you are someone that is already feeling invalidated within yourself because these emotions and feelings are really strong and you're feeling like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I'm not enough. And yet when you are willing 
to share that with another human being and because they can't be with that and they immediately respond with something like, oh, no, you shouldn't feel that way or let's, ha- let's see how we can fix it, they're invalidating what you're already feeling and you're already invalidating yourself and so therefore connection cannot live there. That actually decreases connection. That actually increases disconnection. So when you're sharing a vulnerable part of yourself with someone else, what you're looking for is for them to be able to be vulnerable with how they're interpreting it. What do I mean by this? Let's turn it around. I want you to imagine your best friend or your partner coming to you and saying, I feel so lonely right now. I feel really stuck. I hate feeling this way. I feel so disappointed that I didn't get that promotion. I feel really disappointed in the way that I behaved. I feel ashamed. If your immediate reaction is wanting to fix their emotion and feeling, stop. Because here's what they're looking for you from you. They're looking to know with certainty that you can create a space a safe space to be with their emotion and feeling because you are not judging them by the way they feel and their emotion and rather you are creating an empathy and an acknowledgement of their courage for showing up and being willing to share a part of them with you. You are going to experience a gratitude for them to show up and be willing to show up with their vulnerability and trust you and entrust you that you can hold the space for them and that you can bring love to it. And this is the hard part and this is why I think we are bad with vulnerability even though we crave for it and we want it. It's because we haven't had or built and developed the capacity to be okay with our own vulnerability. It's so important. You know, when you share a part of yourself where you are already feeling invalidated and yet you're having the courage to show up and share this part of you that is sad or disempowering, you don't want someone else to fix it. You want that other person to hear it from a space of, you know, a space of love and acceptance. You don't want them to give you a pill or to fix it. And equally, when someone else shares something with you about themselves, be grateful that they are trusting you with a part of their heart that they would never trust with any other human being. Vulnerability is a two-way street. And you can only be vulnerable and give vulnerability And create that space for another human being to feel acknowledged and matter when you are willing to cultivate vulnerability within you and look at your own emotions and feelings. Um, A few months ago, I think, you know, the world received some really sad news from um, Anthony Bourdain. He had committed suicide. And it's so interesting to hear our responses and our reactions to someone who the public perceived as really amazing and inspiring and beautiful 
and to know that he committed suicide and we're thinking, why didn't he reach out? Why didn't he talk to someone? I don't exactly know what Anthony went through and I can relate and empathise with the experience of mental illness and feeling invalidated or feeling that there's something wrong with you. So I'm going to share something that's a bit, that's quite personal, but it has enabled me to really explore vulnerability and know the importance and the critical, I guess, part and pivotal part that it plays in creating connection. So between, you know, the ages of 16 to 21, um, I was a teenager that was moving on to young adulthood that really hated myself. I, you know, I, 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 was, I guess I was going through a lot of depression and anxiety and I could not share that with anyone because for, I felt that if I shared it with anyone and when I even tried to share it with other people like my close friends, they were like, oh no, but you're amazing. And they tried to, they couldn't be with, they, they couldn't be with my own vulnerability. Now, I don't know what other people who have mental illness or go through, you know, um, these circumstances feel like. However, when you are in despair, when you are in anxiety and depression, and you finally built the courage to share that, what happens is the other, if other people, that the person that you're sharing it with cannot sit with it and cannot be with it and they're, all, they're invalidating what you're feeling or they can't be with the emotion or what you're sharing and so they try to fix it, it, it feels worse because they're invalidating what you're feeling and you're already invalidating yourself. So you create a downward spiral and so that's why it's hard for people with mental illness to share because they don't have that safe space with the people around them. And even though you say, but we love you and we wish that you reached out, the thing is it takes something because if they're going to feel judged by you, if they're going to feel that you don't have the capacity to be with what they are going through, they will not share. Well, actually, I don't know that. Let me take that back. I will not share if I don't know that you and that I can trust that you can be with what is happening over here with me. And it takes something. It takes something just to listen and accept it for what it is. So I remember during that time of when, when I'm going through depression and anxiety, you know, I, I, I turn to self-harm and self-mutilation. And it's crazy. It is actually something really crazy because you don't know that these emotions and feelings aren't you. And you're feeling really ashamed and guilty of feeling these emotions and feelings. And so, you know, I turned to self-harm because that was the only way that I could control it because I didn't know any other access. And so this is probably why it's led me to really investigate why it's so important to be able to cultivate the energies of love um, and being real and being authentic and having courage because if I actually learnt how to love myself and not judge the emotions 
and the feelings that I was going through, I think and I believe, I strongly believed that the self-mutilation wouldn't have happened and that the depression and anxiety wouldn't have been as bad as it was. So with vulnerability, when it comes to our relationships, you know, it is so important to be able to meet those emotions and feelings and know that those emotions and feelings are not what determines us and that there's nothing wrong with what we're feeling and the emotions that we're creating, but rather it's calling for us to be curious about them. It is requiring us to be understanding about it. And when we can understand our emotions and feelings and bring some kindness and compassion, we are not then trapped or caged by it or trying to hide it so that we're not, you know, in in trying to hide something, you're probably avoiding those emotions and feelings. You don't want to go there. But when you're no longer trapped by it, you can say that and you can share that with your partner without any apprehension. And that creates connection because you're almost feeling like there's, you're sharing a part of you that is so sacred and then you know that they're respecting that sacred space. They're respecting that you have been willing to face your own vulnerability. Now the thing with I think a lot of men in relationships is when their female partners <laughs> share something that's going on, they feel like the need to fix it. And the other thing is that, you know, I think women share it and they kind of want to, they share it because they want to be heard. They share it because they want to be seen. But then there's also a part of them that I think shares it in a way that is throwing away the responsibility. So you also have to learn how to be accountable and responsible that your emotions and your feelings are yours to own and that your partner cannot make you feel any way. And in being able to understand your own emotions and feelings, you then become accountable for them and that creates freedom. You know, that creates freedom because you're understanding the recipe for, your, for these emo- the difficult emotions and feelings. And then that creates space for your partner to also do the same. And then when both people are courageous enough to tap into their vulnerable feelings and share with them, I think anything can then be resolved with communication. And then that's what creates connection. That's what creates belonging. That's what allows us to be fully seen, heard and know that we matter. And that the emotions are no longer hijacking our actions, our thoughts, and determining, you know, what we're running away from. So, yeah, I want to leave it at that right now in exploring why vulnerability and why vulnerability is so important and critical in creating that connection and being able to be seen, heard, and know that we matter. So over to you. I want to know and hear, you know, What are your thoughts on vulnerability? Is it hard for you to be vulnerable? When was the last time you were vulnerable? And do you believe that vulnerability is 
the access to connection. Thank you for the generosity of your listening and thank you for the generosity of entertaining this conversation about vulnerability. Um, I hope it's been of value to you. Please share with me in the comments. Uh, Please give me feedback on whether these podcast episodes um, have been contributing to your relationships and um, expanding the way in which you experience love and being feeling seen, feeling heard and know that you matter. So thank you so much, sending lots of love and I will see you shortly in the next episode of What Would Love Do. Bye.